This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. You got a team, here's a word of the wise. You want to dominate your league? Go to football, guys. Football, I'm living in a fantasy. Football, got everybody mad at me. Because every game I had to win. Football, I got to be a champion. Well, the Saints wanted to be a champion. That's why they went out and got Derek Carr. Does it work? Well, you have Dennis Allen as your coach. But, Bloom, we finally have the answer of where Derek Carr is going to be, and it's your neck of the woods. Yeah, Dennis Allen. uh, Let's just do what we did before, (laughs) but nine years later. Um, I don't know, Cease. Look, I can defend this on one front only, that the NFC South is there for the taking. Derek Carr's the best quarterback in the NFC South for now, but otherwise, I'm I, I'm going to soapbox this. Okay, sorry. Uh, I think that mid-level quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Geno too, and I love Geno, and I'm so happy that Geno got paid. But I think that mid-level quarterback salary is getting out of hand. Like I get it. Look, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, etc. The Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Like they're worth fifty million dollars a year. Okay. But when you're getting to 30, 35 million for Derek Carr and Geno Smith, when Andy Dalton sees what's Andy Dalton going to get 10, 8, 10 million. Eight, yeah. How, what's the difference going to be between Andy Dalton and Derek Carr? Is it going to be that Derek Carr provides three times as much value as Andy Dalton? Or alternatively, is Derek Carr going to provide 60% of the value of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? I don't think so. And $20 million, let's say $20 million is the difference between Derek Carr and Andy Dalton. That's, you can do a lot with 20, you can do some stuff with 20 million. You can get one Draymond Jones. Yeah, there you go. So I just feel like, okay, I'm happy for these quarterbacks. Uh, And why do I feel like these quarterback salaries are keeping salaries at other positions running back? down i mean there's there's just something out of whack i'm disturbed by this but yeah the saints got a competent quarterback competent quarterbacks get paid there aren't enough of them the other thing i'll say off of this cease another tangent could be kyle shanahan make the quarterback less important in the offense that's how you can get away with a 10 million dollar quarterback that's how you can get away with a rookie and exploit this. that would require good coaching and one thing i've always <laughs> said in the nfl there's 10 to 12 quarterbacks who are actually good and then there's 20 teams that are just kidding themselves let's do coaches bloom yeah <laughs> like yeah. seriously how many coaches are good coaches now let's do owners oh. how many owners <laughs> are actually good owners because what right. you mentioned about the salary cap and quarterbacks and the, the numbers out of control for Derek cars yeah uh-huh yeah you got a lot of bad owners who got yeah. a lot of money and think that they can solve everything with money. So just throw more money at the problem. Like instead of actual development, scouting, talent search, all these sorts of things like Derek Carr's going to be fine, but is his fine really worth that much money? I guess today yeah. it is. Yeah. It's the owner's money. So who cares? I guess. Right. I don't know, but I do think that, um, I would love to see other positions start to get paid this way too. Uh, so we'll see. 
Uh, I mean, I, I guess the other, last thing I'll add to this is we're going to bridge over to Gino is can we put this these items in the discussion as a counterpoint to quarterback wins are a real stat? You know, I mean, the the team is telling you that quarterback wins are a real stat. That's why they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay for Derek Carr because he might give you two more wins than Andy Dalton. Yeah. Right. They're willing to pay 10 million a win. Now, granted that those two wins could be material in deciding who wins the division, host a playoff game, et cetera. But still, yeah, the quarterback's the most important position. Quarterback wins are a thing, but good coaching could make it less of a thing. Well, and what do owners want? Do they want a coach that'll be kind of thorn in their side or a stickler for what they need? Or do they just want to pay enough? Can we get to 10 wins? Can our fans shut the hell up? And can we <laughs> kind of dupe them into this? Like, what's the old saying? Like, we know their line. They know their line. They know we know their line. Yet we still pretend like they're not. I think I messed that <laughs> saying up. But like, yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. And who even the hell's going to be there? Yeah, like for the Saints. Before we get to Gino, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, light and sweet, baby, light and sweet. We gotta, we gotta stretch this thing out, stretch it out, stretch it out, Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Um, who the hell's even gonna be in New Orleans? Yeah, I mean seriously. Um, you've got Kamara suspended. You got Michael Thomas gone. You know, most likely. Uh, there's a lot of Saints that will not be Saints anymore because they gotta free up money because they don't have a bunch of money. Yeah. Thanks, Sean Payton. So, you know, what's Derek Carr even going to have to work with to get to these magical nine, 10 wins? Yeah, well, it, we'll see. I mean, the defense is good. And uh, Rashid Shahid, got him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, it's the owner's money. And I, I'm not really necessarily shedding tears over them spending the money. I just think that, that there's something in the game of how you handle the cap and the positions that is getting distorted again we'll talk about this when we get to running backs also and you can't necessarily blame the gms that play it the right way and that's cease we need an injection of matt waldman this is the matt waldman plan going all the way back to russell wilson is how do you I mean, 10 years ago matt waldman was saying don't overspend at the quarterback position build your team and then when you do hit on a quarterback and keep taking shots but second and third rounders Hendon hooker right like keep taking jalen hurts keep taking shots and then when your quarterback is ready and you find one, then you have a championship team around them. And then when you're paying for Pat Mahomes and you're paying for Josh Allen or you're paying for Joe Burrow, you're doing it gladly. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, you have a culture. You have a winning culture. Yeah. You have players willing to take discounts and so on. You have players that want that ring. So, yeah, this is the right way to do it. And we'll see which teams, because, see, this is a musical chairs. We have quarterback musical chairs between the draft and who's out there now, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. There are more teams that need quarterbacks than quarterbacks. So, which owner, which GM is going to be smart enough to say, no, I'm not going to go in for that? Because, see, draft talk we'll have a lot of draft talk i i consider it 50 50 that quarterbacks go one two three or one two four and and, and certainly i think it's like 80 90 percent it's one well you two, better not be talking about will levis as the third guy well no it's anthony richardson but my, okay. my point is i think that you're going to see quarterbacks go one two well here's certainly. the here's the bad thing for anthony richardson then he needs development like, I know this turns into an Anthony Richardson conversation, but right. like his combine stuff, and I'm not saying record setting because, I mean, it'd be dumb to be like, he's going to set all these records, but everything he did, we already expected. Right. Why is his film so inconsistent? Right. Like the right. tools are already there. The physical stuff's there. 
but now he's going to go to a team that desperately needs him to be more ready than he is right now. That's bad for that young man. Yeah. Hopefully it works out, but it's about fit. Like mm -hmm. in the back to the Derek Carr thing, like is Derek Carr the right fit? Is there a fit here? Like, eh, let's get to Richardson a little bit later, baby. But like yeah. for it, it's Dennis Allen, like again, like you can, you still have Dennis Allen, New Orleans, and you still have crappy internet. <laughs> Dennis Allen is the Cox internet. Uh, Unplanned outage. Yes. Uh, sorry, Joe. I'm talking about the internet company. I can't help it if they're named Cox. It's Cox internet, right? Are they still Cox? Is that we Cox? Still lost. We lost that dollar 31 cents. Gone. Poof. I know. I know. Monetization. This is not for children. They're just sitting around talking about Cox internet cox internet it's still called that right yes okay yeah <laughs> sorry uh but yeah new orleans you still got bad internet and your quarterback's not going to help that much because you got a bad head coach dennis allen congratulations yeah. and again that's why it's tougher to do and this is why and god bless mickey loomis but like you need to do what san francisco did and you get john lynch and kyle shanahan at the same time and you have ownership that just steps back. Remember the first two years of Kyle Shanahan coaching, he had the same record as Vance Joseph, who got fired and had no power with Denver. Same record. And now Kyle is seen as that dude, but it took some time to build that team bloom, mm -hmm. like you're saying. And it took patience from an ownership or an ownership group to be like, let this just happen naturally because there are too many egos. There's way too many egos in the front office unless you have a John or a Kyle. And I will tell you this, and I'm not, I'm not saying too much, um, but people know how close I am to, to those two guys into that team. They don't always get along. Sure. But, but they come together and they find what they do agree on, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that, I, you know, again, the, the, it's really awesome. I, I think the off-season shows are so satisfying because it allows us to highlight how every football topic is connected up to every other football topic team building positional value the draft free agency uh coaching and i think these we have had some interesting news this week that gets all the juices flowing and uh again i wanted as we transition to geno smith i'm happy for geno smith i'm yeah. so happy for Gino what you smith. really want to talk about geno smith <laughs> well yeah right well let's get to it then gino gets his money from seattle yeah nfl comeback player of the year they still need to draft a guy yep like, they still need to draft a quarterback like yep. i'm sorry love gino love the story always appreciated him i was there at radio city music hall when, mm -hmm. when he was there the whole day and he didn't get picked and then he, yeah. he stayed for the second yeah. day remarkable um, so I've always liked that young man. He's not as young anymore. I'm not as young anymore. Bloom, we're getting old, but Geno Smith, him getting money, that's never old. He's getting rich. Yeah, and it's good. And I think, and look, we, we have to wait. Always remember whenever these uh, contracts are reported, it's meant to make the agent look good, right? Derek Carr's contract is basically two years, 60 million. But, you know, uh, Geno Smith could be one year, 52 million probably two years you know the report is three years 105 million we may get the three years 105 million uh but as you said cease the this is a class and seattle has a pick courtesy of denver courtesy of russell wilson trade that they can get in right so what do we have set up as all these stories intersect you've got chicago if chicago doesn't 
get somebody to trade up to number one. I guess we can say that that's an indictment of Bryce Young, really. I'm not saying an indictment like he's going to be trash, but you would think that Bryce Young's done enough that he's worth trading up to number one. Or CJ Stroud, who had great passing at the combine, if we're going to go off a combine. I know people are trying to promote Anthony Richardson as number one overall, but that's... right. Absolutely. Agent talk. And I think it was John Jones who put out there, and I, everybody knows, this is no secret, that Chicago could trade down just to number two. Because that's the mm-hmm. whole thing. Here's where the math comes in. If you're Houston and you evaluate Bryce Young and you evaluate C.J. Stroud, you evaluate Richardson Charlie, and you're like, it's Young. Young's the best quarterback in this class. And you can get into philosophical stuff and fit. But let's leave that aside for now. If Young's that guy, then you have to trade up from two to one. You have to. If Young's that guy, Chicago should take him. Well, honestly, and I know Bears fans get well, pissed off when I say that, but like, let's talk about real football, not fantasy sure, football. Okay, sure. not he was the number QB one from week seven to blah blah blah. No, shut up. Okay, stop. Everyone, stop. If you're talking about pure passing ability and quarterback ability, not just rusher ability, because right now with Justin Fields, we don't know if he's Jalen Hurts. Or if he's just going to continue to be mainly a rushing quarterback, right. which no, that's that means he won't last. Bryce Young is a pocket passer who can run, and he's that's very fair. dangerous as a passer. Yeah, and again, I'll 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 tip the cap to Adam Harstad, who I love, who we both love, who has pointed Adam's out the all, man. he's the man. He's the smartest person I know. The him or David Dodds. Um, anyway, uh, he's he's pointed out the Cowboys used the number one pick on Troy Aikman and then used a supplemental pick, which was very likely to be a high pick, ended up being the number one pick on Steve Walsh before they'd even had Troy Aikman in a camp. That worked out okay. So yes, you're right, Cease, that if we're going to get real here in a way that Bears fans probably don't want to hear because they have to then face it, acknowledge it, that if Bryce Young is worth the number one pick, then Chicago should take Bryce Young, and it's a good problem to have. And it is interesting that nobody's talking about offers. There's a lot of offers for number one pick. What about offers for Justin Fields? Because I guess the Bears have really just put the signal out that, nope, we're keeping fields and we're trading number one. So the Bears trade down from one to two, unless the Texans just feel like Stroud and Young are that close, and then Stroud or Young. Now, by the way, um, John Jones put this out there, and John Jones, I think CBS, also put out there that the Texans are interested in Garoppolo. So you may see the Texans sign Garoppolo and take a quarterback. Maybe the Texans take a quarterback at 12. Maybe it's Levis. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. And then, yeah, you have these teams, including Seattle. Who's next? Is Indianapolis trade up? Does Seattle trade up? Does Carolina trade up? Do the Raiders make a move? Right? There's there, there's a pretty big market here for these quarterbacks. So don't think that this means Geno Smith is the guy for the next even three years. For and Seattle. Richardson would be great for Seattle. Right? That's the type of place he needs to go. Because if he goes to a place where he's got to play – He's not going to be ready to. He's not ready to right. play. He, not, he wasn't ready. Like yes, Richardson has incredible physical ability, but as Scott McLuhan told me years ago, physical ability is so easy to see. Yeah, like we got it. We got to stop this. Like, oh my God, the broad jump. Mm-hmm. Can he play? Like yeah. the film's too inconsistent to plug him in right away. Seattle's a different story. Yeah, it is. And it's a good culture and the commitment for the running game, Kenneth Walker and all those things. But I'm happy for Geno Smith. And I suppose, that again, it gets back to, yeah, you want to develop yourself as a quarterback because all you have to do is have one good year timed well, like not on your rookie contract in year two or year three, and, and you're going to get generational wealth. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll see. We're waiting on the Daniel Jones talk, but you know, he's certainly going to get $30 million from somebody in some fashion 
There's Lamar Jackson talk. A lot of quarterback movement, but you can see that just holding the line at quarterback, the Kirk Cousins Meridian, it's a very good place to be. Yeah, I blame Kirk Cousins for a lot. Well, Kirk blame Cousins Washington for, for franchising him twice. Hey, Dan Snyder. Oh, yeah. There you go. Back to bad owners. The worst owner. The worst. Jimmy kind. Haslam. Everyone's mad at Jimmy Haslam. If we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson, <laughs> we got to talk about Jimmy Haslam, right? You gotta slow down when you say that, baby. <laughs> like Jimmy Haslam, not Jizzy Haslam. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> did I say that? You did say that. Yeah. Maybe you need some coffee. I need to breathe. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's let's uh, wrap up the quarterback conversation. Yeah. The people in the chat room react to me. Want us to talk about Lamar Jackson today? Yeah. As of this recording, March seventh, twenty twenty three, and it's probably at what four p.m. Eastern or whatever mm-hmm. is the deadline for franchise tag. If there's going to be a tag and trade of Lamar Jackson, the tag can happen today. The trade has to happen later, but there has to be a tag Soon, today. Yeah. Yes, it has to be soon. What are the tea leaves on Lamar Jackson at this moment, Bloom? They're going to keep negotiating. Boy, it seems like if they were going to be able to negotiate something, it would have happened already. Yeah. Uh, then the big question is, and we've talked about this already, the exclusive versus the non-exclusive tag. And the Ravens are going to tip their hand a little bit. I, you, I think it's about 13 million difference. Don't quote me on that. Like 32 million versus 45 million, something like that. However, if the, so exclusive tag means that no one can negotiate with Lamar Jackson. And basically he just has a choice of whether to can reconsider some of the <laughs> terms of the Ravens. Remember also in this, that uh, Jackson is representing himself. Doesn't have an agent. Or do you go to the non-exclusive and now he can talk to other teams. And then if he agrees to a contract, then the Ravens can just match it. The Ravens can say, okay, now we know what your... There's your market. So, and you are willing to take this from this other team, so we can just say, okay, we'll give you that. Or they can take two first-round picks. Now, I think we can say pretty definitively, Cease, that if they only get two first-round picks for him, they messed up. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a whoops. That's a big yeah. whoops. Yep. Uh, but how can you engineer this so that you can trade him? I mean, it's exclusive tag. Maybe you can trade him. Maybe, I mean, look at the NFL. There's tampering. There's all kinds of stuff that they do. Like, they, you can still figure out contract terms, basic contract. Come on, agents talk to GMs. They know. So we'll see. But I, I think we have to look at this as highly unlikely that Lamar Jackson plays for the Ravens this year. And uh, I don't know where it went wrong, Cease. I mean, I think this relationship, it started to to have a split. Maybe they stuck with Greg Roman too long. Remember, Lamar Jackson told us a couple of years ago, it feels like the defense knows what play is coming. I mean, look, there are a lot of quarterbacks that might think that. Right. But to say that? Yeah, yeah. You know, so this is not that surprising that this relationship could be broken down to the point where Lamar Jackson is like, I don't want to play for the Ravens. And how can I no longer play for the Ravens? Speaking of Deshaun Watson and then Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Haslam kind of hovers into this. And I get it. The other 31 owners with Jimmy Haslam, like, why did you do that? And Russell Wilson didn't take a full guarantee. And all these other quarterbacks that have signed didn't take full. I don't care. Lamar Jackson should insist on a fully guaranteed contract. He should insist on the contract that Deshaun Watson got. And mm-hmm. he deserves it. He's earned it. 
if the Ravens aren't willing to give it to him or if the Ravens are willing to give it to him, but he doesn't want it from them, that's totally rational. I mean, this is your one career. And I think, again, we're circling back to the player empowerment era. I know I'm going to root for Lamar Jackson. I'll probably root for the team by you know transitive property. And I think that if the Ravens only end up with two first-round picks, the worst part of that is Lamar Jackson makes that team so much better, whatever team he goes to, that they're going to be low first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. And he's better than any first-round pick that you'll be, be capable of getting. So if you're Baltimore, you done messed this up. And back to our lastie barks. When did I first talk about tag, tag and trade for Lamar Jackson? Like November. Don't think that this is a surprise to anyone around that building. That's been cooking for some time. Now, why? The why is fascinating, Bloom. And the where is also fascinating as well. Did I read correctly that it's the first time since 1973 that a division will have all four new quarterbacks? The NFL, NFC South will have... Yeah four new quarterbacks um we just did talk about Derek Carr right poor uh, planning yeah poor planning but okay is that now Atlanta you know I've right, always team. held yeah. steady with Carolina but is it actually Atlanta and you ask like what went wrong what did they ever do to put anything around him right you know Mark Andrews wasn't their plan Mark yeah. Andrews was a mid-round pick that worked out he wasn't even the first tight end they he drafted. He wasn't the first tight end they in drafted. Draft. <laughs> right. So they're like, here's Hayden Hurst. Oh, he can't play. Oh, here's Mark Andrews. Oh, he can play. He can really right. play. Right. But the receivers, and then if he did mesh with any receiver, like, get him out of here. Trade him. Like, he wants yeah. to get paid. So what, huh? And, and it's almost, and listen, I hate the Ratbirds, and Brandon Stokely always gets mad at me when I call him that because he won a Super Bowl with those guys, and the worst Super Bowl in history, Super Bowl 35, is so boring. Hey, it's Kerry Collins, everybody, against a historic Ravens defense. But doesn't this seem so out of character for the way the Ravens operate business? Isn't yeah. this just weird? Because you're mentioning yeah. you know, the, the tag, an exclusive tag, and I'm just like, that's just bad business. Like, yeah. it's kind of cheap. It's kind of dirty. They're doing Lamar dirty, and he's he's not just going to bend to their will. But this is so unlike what you would normally get from the Baltimore Ravens. It's curious. Yeah, you're not used to this idea of – I mean, the Ravens are one of those organizations, like the Steelers. The players, once they're in the building or once they hear about it from other players, that's what they want to be part of, you know, that total commitment. So it is surprising. And – and see, who knows? We could get into human psychology here and Lamar Jackson. And you can get into Lamar Jackson's background. And I mean, like, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to sit here and psychoanalyze him from afar. But I think we can say that you have to earn Lamar Jackson's trust. Yeah. You have to earn his trust. Yeah. Uh, and I think that he has earned his teammates' trust. So. You uh, cease how much of management is psychology is understanding somebody's psychology and the Ravens, I think, have failed to grasp that. And whatever offers they want to leak out, see, I'm going to get salty, cease whatever offers they want to leak out that Lamar Jackson didn't take. Mm -hmm. Right now, cease you get this stuff. I'm frustrated, man. People are bringing up well, the NFL PA is getting involved and telling Lamar he the NFL PA didn't get involved with these other who cares. Oh my God, the NFLPA is actually doing their job Whoa, trying to maximize a, a player's position. And we're going to say that's bad. Really? <laughs> a that's union how, sticking up for that's their That's how client. anti labor we are. And I don't care if it's like they we get this money for playing a game, whatever. They deserve their share of the value they create. So 
uh, the Ravens, there's no way you can analyze this and say the Ravens were just rational actors and it's Lamar. Lamar is the problem because there were ways to ensure in this relationship that we would not end up here. It's a it's a good one. It's a real interesting one. And by the way, people say, well, he's not durable. Do you really think Lamar Jackson missed games strictly because he couldn't play? Really? You really think that? You go ahead and look it up. Uh, at least the unnamed sources say that eh, the Ravens were expecting him to play. <laughs> they were, they right. did not know. When he went to social media to say, hey, I'm not going to play because of this injury, they were surprised. They did not know that he was going to do that. And he was not necessarily, again, rumored around the building in the way that they expected. So, again, this is about a relationship. It's not about money. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, it's about communication and all that's broken now. It's all yeah. broken. It's all gone. Uh, you did mention Daniel Jones. Do you have any other quarterbacks before we yeah, get to the I mean, other we'll Wait, that's coming later. You know, uh, we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones at the deadline. Be- and and look, and again, with Daniel Jones, I don't care what you think about Daniel Jones, whether he's worth the money, whether the Giants are crazy to pay him $30 million. He's doing the right thing by maximizing his leverage because if they have to use the tag on him, they can't tag Barkley. Barkley gets to have the market set his price. They don't want that. So, yeah, he should be saying, okay, I want $45 million a year then. I want three years, $135 million or whatever. And if they're like, no, okay, well, let me know whenever you decide what you're going to do. Because, again, these mid-level quarterbacks, they hold the power. Let's go to the running back position. And Josh Jacobs gets the franchise tag. So Josh McDaniels doesn't get everything wrong. No. Well, I mean, they should have picked up his fifth-year option, right? $8 million. And look, it's so funny, Cease. I think the franchise tag for running backs is about $10.9 million. And it should be a wider gap. You should get, I mean, the gap for Daniel Jones, I think, what was Daniel Jones' fifth-year option number going to be? Like 18 million, maybe 23 million, something around 20 million. And the franchise tag number, now you're into the 30s or 40s. So there, that's not just a slap on the wrist. You messed up, Giants. If you believed in Daniel Jones, then you would have him under contract right now for a very affordable price. Now, the uh, Jacobs... The Raiders didn't pick up the fifth-year option. It would have been $8 million. Oh, now you have to pay $10.9 million. Now, for Mark Davis, Mark Davis might have trouble finding that $3 million. So, you know. What's the bank tell him? You know, it's, it's, so I'm not going to just poo-poo that because we're talking about the Raiders. But still, this cease, I think, is an on-ramp to the running back salaries. Uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. It's, you're going to get starting running backs on the market for less than kickers this year. Are you really telling me that the skills it takes to play kicker are harder to find than the skills it takes to play running back? Really? Something. I just feel, I feel so sad. I mean, running backs are just cannon fodder and the league isn't even, and again, this is like the opposite of quarterback wins or like running backs don't matter. Well, the league knows <laughs> the secrets out running backs. Don't matter. Are we going to see Joe Mixon cut? Are we going to see Dalvin Cook cut? We know Leonard Fournette's going to get cut. Why are they right? talking about Derrick Henry on the Derek trade Henry block. getting traded? Yeah. So t- teams know, and it's sad because it's the most physically punishing position probably on the field, either that or offensive line. You know, it's a physically punishing position, and somehow running backs get the lowest compensation. I guess it just takes a certain kind of dude. You got to be that dude to want to play that position now, because I know the players got to be talking. Go play cornerback. Go play. Heck, even play linebacker. Don't play running back. Don't let your babies grow up to be running backs, because even when a team disrespects you, you get three million dollars out of it. Yeah. So. And your career will be over when you're 26. 
Yeah. So uh, look at what's going on with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. As Minnesota GM Quesi Adolfo Mensa uh, did not commit to mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook being the team's number one running back in 2023. We've talked about a lot in these 27 mm-hmm. minutes, Bloom. But this might be one of the most interesting things uh, to bring up. Mm-hmm. We did our snorkel scuba submarine show. Did I talk enough about Ty Chandler? Right. Did I talk enough about Kenny Wongwu? Mm-hmm. Uh, did I remember now that he's from Iowa State? <laughs> like <laughs> all these things. And then the Dalvin Cook news we got, it was like, oh, okay. Okay. As far as don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Holy cow. Yeah. And I think the number is about 14 million is his cap number, Dalvin Cook. Um, he does have a $2 million injury guarantee and he did have shoulder surgery. So shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgery. Uh, uh, Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy shoulder Haslam. surgery. Jimmy Haslam, shoulder surgery. Surgery. Uh, so if they release him, they're gonna. He's his two million injury guarantee is gonna kick in. Two million, yeah. Uh, they would get either about six million cap savings or eight million cap savings. Uh, but I think you absolutely release Eric Kendricks, right? So this was the talk last year when uh, they got a new GM and a new head coach. Are you gonna keep Eric Kendricks? You're gonna keep Harrison Smith? Are you gonna keep mm-hmm. Adam Thielen? Are you gonna keep these players that? are short-term players, win-now players, and they did, and it went okay. They won. They won a lot of close games, but they were never a legit contender. I mean, at least based on the eye test, watching them play. And now Eric Hendricks is gone. Brian Asamoah for your IDP leagues out there. Uh, Dalvin Cook next. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, so, again, those names, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, who's in the news for the wrong reasons, uh, Leonard Fournette, who's as good as gone. You know, it's a young man's position, and in fantasy, we always have to remember that. In dynasty, uh, I mean, see, just, let's just pivot to Derrick Henry real quick. I think it was Mike Florio who put it out there, so it's a Mike Florio item. Uh, we don't have to go too deep into that. So it's just a discussion point. What could the Titans even get for Derrick Henry right now? A fourth round pick? The fifth round pick? Fifth round pick? I mean, Marshall Falk in his heyday, coming off nearly a thousand thousand season with the Colts. Right. Was traded for a second and a fifth. <laughs> so it's like what, Derrick Henry now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Fourth rounder. Well, and Rand Carthon said, Ryan Tannehill's a Titan. He's going to remain a Titan. Well, that doesn't make any sense if you're shopping Derrick Henry. So which is it? So again, my, Minnesota was at this fork in the road. They decided to try to win last year. This year, maybe a little bit different. We've already seen Tennessee see who have they released. Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. released right Tara Lewin that's not that much of a surprise but that's sad Bud Dupree our former Steeler Dud, Bud Dupree Dud Dupree there's a little Freudian slip found out on Twitter he was released found out on Twitter he was released at least he got paid um, right so the Titans are already tipping their hand you know they're they're tipping their hand about where they are and and we'll see but just know that in the end running backs are going to get the short end of the stick and the other part of this i think our jeff bell what's up jeff pointed this out that it's a perpetuating cycle the more running backs get cut the more running backs don't make it to the end of their contract the more running backs salaries get pressed down the lower the franchise number gets the more you'll see now and this is why taking Bijan robinson and maybe jameer gibbs too take him in the first round take him in the first round because when you add on a fifth year option which is going to be low because mm-hmm. the depression and the and two franchise tags now you basically have a seven-year contract 
You used up the guy. You don't have to commit. Exactly. See ya. Next. Here we are. Thank you, next. Yeah. I think that's an Ariana Grande song. <laughs> that's what happens when you have teenage daughters. You're like, I think I... I think I heard that song before. Thank you, Next. Anyway, thank you, Next. Uh, chat room is saying the uh, Diego brought it up. Cook. Get the Cook mm-hmm. brothers on the same James team. Dalvin Cook. Brian had James it as well. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Buffalo needs that thumper. I mean, their thumper can't be Josh Allen. If you're a Bills fan and they don't do something to improve the backfield, you should be really upset. And Sean McDermott's on his last leg. And, you know, what was the deal with Leslie Frazier taking a year off? I mean, yeah. I want to respect his privacy. Right, right, right. Yeah. I've never heard that before. When yeah. have we ever said a coach is taking a year off and then come back? That's interesting. It's interesting to be sure. Uh, we'll move on from those topics. And, well, we got one more running back, the Tony Pollard thing. Yeah. So not surprising. Yeah. They well, were gonna the, do it before the injury, and then the injury happened. I was like, "Oh, damn it!" Because <laughs> now he's not. But again, back to the Zeke. Didn't we talk about Zeke already? Where it's yeah. like the only team that would have Zeke is the Cowboys. So I guess right. if you're a running back, play for Jerry Jones, win his yeah. heart. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's why they're gonna draft Robinson, right? They're gonna draft Bijan Robinson. Uh, that's the team that makes sense. But yeah, I, I think with Tony Pollard, this is totally predictable. The other few dropping here is what are they going to do with Zeke? Uh, certainly he will at least be renegotiated, taking a big pay cut. Uh, perhaps he could be released. They like Malik Davis. And we should not rule out them making a move. I think that they themselves, Stephen Jones, did not rule out taking a running back in the first round or early in the draft. So, hey, you didn't hire Brian Schottenheimer to throw the ball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who what what's this? Uh Barbara yeah. A. Carroll says Bill should pick up Barkley when the Giants cut him. When the Giants let him walk, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that makes sense. Imagine mean... Barkley with the Bills. I mean, just well, anything. Yeah. They yeah. need something more than sorry, James Cook. And everyone loves James Cook. That's fine, but you need that thumper. Yeah. You need that big body. You need playoff football. Your yeah. Buffalo, stop talking about it. We're gonna yeah. win a Super Bowl. You, like you're you not get even one. getting uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Look, uh, Barkley makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of connections between the Giants and the Bills franchise. Last year, when there was whispers about, hey, could the Giants trade Barkley now, get something for him now, uh, the Bills were the team that a lot of people automatically put together there. So we'll see. That this is Cease, I think all these things we're talking about in these speculative terms set up that what's really fun is today, Tuesday, is the franchise tag deadline. Next week is free agency, right? Yep. So the plate tectonics, you know, make sure you don't have any loose stuff on your shelves. It's going to start rattling. The, the, <laughs> the, the dishes are going to fall off the shelves pretty soon when we start looking at what these teams are now and what they're going to be for next season. The dishes are done, man. Uh, I would say <laughs> keep your Tuesdays open. It's a Tuesday. Keep your Tuesdays open. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of crap to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it around the National Football League. Uh, Calvin Ridley's back. Good. Mm-hmm. Good on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm uh, so happy. So happy for Jacksonville because yeah. they got their guy. And yeah. they're they're moving forward with weapons. And, you know, when Evan Ingram does what he did last year, or Christian Kirk does what he did last year. And Zay Jones, my God, Zay Jones. We've talked about it a million times. So, hell yeah. Calvin Ridley, the redemption team. And what he got suspended for was dumb. 
Yeah. The NFL is in bed with every flipping casino under the sun. Uh, gambling's just what everybody does. Uh, it's no longer the dirty secret. And I'll admit, as someone whose job is football, the NFL's popularity for decades was so our whole lifetime. Of gambling. Yeah, our whole lifetime was because of gambling. And then fantasy football took over, and then the NFL like caved on the gambling thing. We're totally against it. Like, no, no. What do you think? In the 80s, Jimmy the Greek was out there and Brett Musburger talking about, well, this thing, and they would give those gambling tips without giving gambling tips. Remember that? Remember when we lived in that day? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so it's like, okay, Calvin Ridley put some money down on, oh my God. Like, seriously, that's the NFL is really coming down. Like, uh, you need to. Yeah. Because the really NFL needed to that. remind everybody that they are an organization of integrity. Yeah, a corporation is a corporation of integrity. Integrity. The only corporation with integrity is Tegrity Farms. <laughs> Put that in one of your comic books. Uh, legal weed. Um, there is a superhero that I think gets his powers from marijuana. I think that's already out there. Oh, and by the way, speaking of something that's already out there, mm -hmm. Chuck Dixon, okay. who's like a longtime comic book writer has worked with Sylvester Stallone, is on Indiegogo right now, to do a prequel to Rambo. Okay. Remember how I've talked for mm -hmm. years? Like, mm -hmm. I want to do a prequel to Rambo. I wanted, to, I wanted the twist to be like, you didn't know it was Rambo until the very end when he puts on his uniform. And you see, like, because they just call him JR during the movie in Vietnam. Uh, but they're actually doing a comic uh, that's a prequel to Rambo. So Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, look. You've well, opened up the Pandora's box, Bloom. Yeah, well, what, what we saw last year was the prequel to the Jaguars being a good team, like, yeah. here to stay. And, mm -hmm. I mean, we just talked about the Titans, how the Titans are throwing all this stuff overboard. It's because they can see that they can't race with the Jags right now. They can't keep up with them. And, again, for fantasy, because I think we have something to do with fantasy football. You mentioned fantasy football already. Tre Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence to the moon. Um, and Trent Balky. No longer the butt of our jokes about taking players with torn ACLs. Uh, because you talk about slow playing this so well. I mean, look, uh, this is amazing, this trade. This is one of the best trades that I've seen in the time we've been covering football seas. So the trade, I think, is a fifth-round pick and then somewhere between a second and fourth-round pick, depending on uh, whether Ridley signs an extension. So how smart is that? Okay, yeah, I'll pay more if it works out. Why doesn't everybody structure a trade this way? Sure, I'll take him off your hands as as long as if everything goes well, I, I'll, I'll pay the price. But if it doesn't, well, then I'll pay a third day pick extra. I'll kick that in. Mm -hmm. His pay is super reasonable. I don't remember exactly what it is. Remember, this isn't a new age wide receiver contract. He's a player, I think, that is exactly what this offense needed, right? Marvin Jones, we love Marvin Jones. Best football's behind him. He's not a field stretcher. He's not right. somebody who is a threat on the boundary. Calvin Ridley is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calvin Ridley's a threat on the boundary. So, uh, yeah, this is great. I can't wait to see this. I'm glad he was reinstated as like a rubber stamp move. And I hope it's the last time we talk about players being suspended for gambling. Bloom, did I already rant about George Payton today? Did I Go. do that or last week? Because uh, we got uh, Josh. What's up, Josh? Oh, Josh one of our yeah, Kareem Hunt. Yes, the Broncos' new running backs coach, and I forget his name. So whatever, Google it. Um, I'll I'll know it when I talk to him. Um, <laughs> he coached Kareem Hunt and David Montgomery in right. college because he was at uh, what uh, Toledo, Toledo and then uh, Iowa State. So there you go. 
Well, and, and Matthew Barry, hey, who had. Oh, been... and by the way, I will say this, and yeah. this, I honestly blew my. Sh- I was thinking about DM DMing this to Matthew. Guess who can DM Matthew Barry? Ooh. Anyway, um, I know where he's getting that information. His information's bad on that like the 23 things i learned at the combine mm-hmm. some of the broncos stuff is um agent fed information because i know where he got that from and i want to tell him like dude you got to be careful you got to be careful because the those there are some that all they do is talk to agents and they don't actually talk to people within the building so like yeah i'm i'm i should have messaged matthew before i mentioned her on the show but like yeah um the Javante Javante's not going to be ready week one, everybody. Okay, let's just put it out there. It's and not in the range of possibility. This is where I think I called George Payton. I thought it's, he was a fibber or something. I don't <laughs> want to call him a liar. I forget which shows I do, Bloom. So I apologize if I've said this before. But like when he's at the combine and he's saying like Javante, like no, dude, you just made Javante. Remember the Lamar Jackson thing? Like we're yeah. expecting him to play. Like you just made Javante look bad. Cause now when he has to start training camp on pup, people would be like, well, what happened? The GM at the combine said he was on track. He should have totally soft sold it. Like we think Javante Williams is the best running back in the league when he's healthy. And we're going to make sure that he's at full strength, you know, so we're not going to put any timetables on it. We're just going to make sure and we're going to work hard. And we're going to build a great team. And Javante is a big part of what we want to do. There's so many other ways George Payton could have said that. And instead he was like, week one. I'm like, dude, don't even breathe it. Don't think it. I think the chances that Javante Williams starts week one are lower than Javante Williams uh, starting the season on PUP. I think there's a greater chance that he begins the regular season on the PUP list. And uh, so there's that. And then, so the the item that Matthew Berry put out there was if this is, he was told this, you know. If the Broncos sign Kareem Hunt, then that's a sign that they're they really have misgivings about what Travante Williams can do for them this year. And like Cease is saying, like, well, if you are paying attention, you know that they are not counting on anything at least early in the year. Uh, and so we'll see. But it's a Broncos show. I just can't help but think that next year the Broncos will have no Russell Wilson, and they will have Sean Payton, and we'll see. They'll have Hendon Hooker. Oh, and no George Payton. Sean no, Payton. Sean no Payton. Payton no Hendon Hooker. Payton. No George Payton. Like, I think George Payton's got to do better. Yeah. Is it our show? Like, is this our show? Like, do we mm. we just get everybody here? It's like, hey, <laughs> I love Tegrity Farms, too. Yeah. Come on board. Hey, it, 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 40 minutes in, 37 minutes, I don't know, before we got to George Payton, and you haven't even mentioned their draft last year. By the way, everyone loves Raz, right? Relative athletic score. Oh, yeah. Right. The Broncos of George Payton's 19 draft picks, I think 15 of them have had like outstanding Raz scores. If there was one player who did not have a good score, can you guess who that is? Montreal, Washington. Kent Lee Platt. Know that dude's name. He's been doing great work for a long, long time. Great dude. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic uh on the couch maybe i should get him on there yeah i was gonna say baby like and and you know i love the regulars on the couch right because when you're on the couch you got that spot where your butt cheeks are and you're just Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. my butt spot like my Mm -hmm. butt goes right Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. 
it's only weird if you make it weird but like i've always encouraged you like no baby no Branch you out. know open the door open it it's a, we're all welcome like i like hearing the way you interview yeah um because there are certain people regardless of what you think of them but like you know that have interview skills i believe you're one of those people Thank you. and i think highly of you Thank so you. yes open that door baby get that on the couch fired yeah. up get some new butts on that seat and uh get your clipboard out you know i'm gonna try to get patrick after after watching the nickelodeon game that was a denver game patrick star had some really good football <laughs> analysis so nickelodeon cbs let's get patrick uh, on the couch <clears throat> yeah get him on the couch make it happen baby yeah it's all good uh any updates on the couch do we have a uh, an announcement on today's show. Uh, perhaps the couch will return this week. Perhaps next week. Uh, although I wonder because of everything that's going on. But yeah, we're going to be getting uh, certainly going to get an annual visit with Eric Calco, annual visit with Dane Brugler, and and you know it's just it's heating up now. We're getting to that point now where mm. by the time we've processed what just happened, a whole bunch of other things happened, and I think that that's again with the tag deadline. And, uh, you know, a few other things as we're getting close to an hour here, 45 minutes in, you know, again, we're starting to see not just the Titans, we're starting to see teams tip their hand uh, at what they what they expect for an upcoming year, um, thinking of the Rams here. Uh, and then also you have the Chiefs. And I think uh, Brett Veach, right? Mm -hmm. His name should be mentioned more than it is it really should be andy reed patrick mahomes and brett veach look at what he just did last year and i'm not even talking about pacheco but look at no. the jalen watsons look at what they did in the early rounds right like they're trading tyreek hill and you don't yeah. even notice yeah. yeah uh so understanding how this team because there's a ton of roster churn a ton of roster churn again this team the backbone of this team is it a dynasty now, Uh The back, the backbone of this team. <laughs> the back, the back. I had to get that in there. I had to. The backbone of this team is Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones, who they're going to pay. And that's the thing: is Veach doesn't have a one-size-fits-all approach. It isn't like mm -hmm. if you want to get paid, uh, too bad. We're just going to replace you because some players know Chris Jones is irreplaceable. I think he's going to get paid. Frank Clark now replaceable. Orlando Brown replaceable. I'm going to trust Brett because he's done an incredible job roster building and having a lot of roster churn, but consistency on the field. Do you have a suggestion box in your office? Sure. Okay. Because Kyle Sop, Soppy, mm -hmm. Sop, mm -hmm. he's getting a lot of uh, requests in the chat room. So, oh, okay. Good. Go. Good. Kyle. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You should get Jake Plummer on, dude. Oh yeah, I know Jake. I know Jake. I know what him. Did he drive? What did he drive? Not a Honda. Uh, no, no, it was a Honda Element, Honda which Element. um, it's a good vehicle. Uh, well, they're collectors' uh, items now, just like the FJ Cruisers. They are. They are. Um, Bloom, I will, I will reveal something today. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, don't don't bring up what I used to say about what Jake Plummer drove because <laughs> guess who's, guess who's doing commercials for Honda now? Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> great yeah. when they called i was like i love my honda pilot well i'll tell you this damn uh frank schwab shout out frank schwab frank schwab. his accord must have had like three hundred thousand miles on yeah it. they go they just go and go and go yeah 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 so like when his accord broke down finally and he was driving like a 93 accord right mm -hmm. when it broke down you know when he went and got he went and got another accord. another accord yeah yeah well i'm i'm, I'm uh, at least you're not doing commercials for kia 
or Hyundai. I won't say anything else because, you know, maybe they want to sponsor the Audible. I know, I know. You never make fun of a potential sponsor. So, but yes. They're not going to sponsor the Audible. Uh, Just go to TikTok. Exactly. There you go. Uh, so are we, was that and a wrap? The Rams. I mean, the yeah. last thing I think is we got to mention the Rams. We just got to mention oh, the Rams. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson on the yeah, trade yeah. block. Leonard yeah, Floyd's yeah. gone. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, the Matthew Bear article, Matthew Stafford may still retire. I don't know. A lot of people, you, you know, see when you put something out there and people are like, that's wrong and impossible. Oh, okay. Well, there's something to this then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why did Sean McVay not retire? Exactly. Like, I guess they need someone, they needed someone to turn the lights off, Cease, at the end of the night. He's a youngster. He can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, those are the haps, but I think by Probably the end of the day, app to do that by the end of the day, we're going to have more haps and see, so I will say this uh, as like a coming attraction preview. Um, may, may or may not be able to dust off the couch. We'll see, but there's going to be plenty to talk about. Um, two things, Lamar Jackson and the number one pick should be done sooner than later. Okay. Uh, preferably even before free agency. Now yep. it's up to Chicago. It's up to Baltimore. Okay, and and we can't assume rational actors here, but here's your preview for what's coming. Okay, um, if you have an intent to trade up to number one, you want to do that before free agency. If you have an intent to acquire Lamar Jackson, you want to do that before free agency. So the clock is running. It is running, and it is the audible. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers because <laughs> Brian asked, did we miss the Rodgers the talk? No, I, just, I, the guess. <sighs> I'm so just done talking about Aaron Rodgers. Well, unless we're going to talk about, you know, some sort of, um, you know, his like DMT or whatever. Like, yeah, let's I talk about psychedelics and Aaron Rodgers. I think that'd be fun. Maybe Joe wouldn't like, hey, buddy, can you stop talking about mushrooms on the audible, buddy? That's an endorsement deal I might be able to get. Uh, Hey, that's why you talk to Jake Plummer. Right. He's got a mushroom farm here in Colorado (laughs) where we treat you like adults. Bloom, come to Colorado. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, I'll, I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> and I didn't want to, you know, I feel bad because people down here love the saints. They love them, truly love the saints. So you have to tell yourself something good about this Derek Carr thing. And I suppose the good thing, if you would try to put positive spin is that the Jets wanted Derek Carr, uh, or I should say Derek Carr wanted to go to the Jets. I think Jeremy Fowler put that out there. <clears throat> Derek Carr wanted to go to the Jets. The Jets had doing the Nathaniel Hackett gambit. They still want Aaron Rodgers. And the Saints had to jump in and, uh, and get a contract done. So the Jets couldn't get them. And I think that's just where we're at with this. Again, quarterback, musical chairs. There are more teams that need a quarterback long-term than options out there. So we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. We're waiting on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, all of these things are interrelated. You know who the players are here. You know Chicago and Baltimore, but also Houston, Seattle, Atlanta, Carolina, the Raiders. Uh, it's going to get really exciting and interesting. And since we've seen two out of the last three years, it's determined who won the Super Bowl. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. all right there you go that's a wrap hopefully we'll see the couch this week if not we'll see it next week we'll see it soon and we'll see you soon and if there's breaking news bloom i hate to uh oh yeah to, 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 oh uh, yeah no, break no, no. in with your schedule but like if there's ever breaking news oh, yeah. we'll we'll jump on we're gonna address this. like uh bloom we'll will text you. me and wake me and, up and thank you everybody i have some people today saying i needed this i'm so happy you're here well we're so happy you're here yeah wasn't for you we would just be doing this for ourselves yeah uh so yeah it's great folks i'd love feeling that energy that love from everybody 
it's springtime. Everything's coming back. Life is coming back. It's an amazing time to be in New Orleans right now. There's all kinds of amazing things happening. The weather's perfect. The butterflies are out. And uh, it's good times. It's, it's spring times. Hope springs eternal. And for some teams, they're about to make their fans a lot more hopeful. Get a P.O. box so people can send you bucket hats. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Look at the bucket hat. The goal is a bucket hat for every day of the year. <laughs> have some uh, closet space for that. <laughs> or at least a big tub, right? One of those big moving tubs. Like, oh, that's, yeah. not, hey, be careful with that one. It's on my bucket hat. I can organize my color, I think. Mm. Yeah. There Let me get go. my red bucket hat bin. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap, everyone. And uh, make sure to get the Football Guys Rookie Guide. Yeah. Huh? We haven't talked about that yet. Mm-mm. You did bring up Jeff Bell. Jeff Bell behind one of the forces behind the Football Guys Rookie Guide. It's for free right now at footballguys.com. So check us out there. Also, we're like 300 away from 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. I don't think we have your plaque yet for that. Um, but yeah, let's keep chugging away, baby. Keep putting Light and sweet, light and sweet. So, yes, please, all do all those YouTube things. Like, comment, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell so that you never miss a vid. He's Sigmund Bloom. You follow him on Twitter, at Sigma Bloom. You follow me, at Cecil Emmy. That's right, Bloom, I said follow me. <laughs> I'm trying to sell comic books. Anyway, <laughs> everyone out there, be safe, be kind, know that you are appreciated. Stay tuned, and as always, would you please, just, for the love of God, stay frosty. It's a wrap. And that was the audible. We're also available for picnics, lodge meetings, children's parties, and smokers. Life's a risk, carnal. Remember, you said it yourself.